Hey, breaking it down with Wharton Brown listeners. Welcome to Wharton Brown General Agency's official podcast, Breaking It Down with Wharton Brown. I'm your host, Paul Roberts. Thank you for joining us. In this episode, we're covering another employer notification requirement. This one comes from federal ERISA law and another federal law known as the Women's Health Cancer Rights Act of 1998. The Women's Health Cancer Rights Act is often abbreviated as WHCRA, which you'll likely hear in your life as an employee benefits health insurance broker. Employers with group health plans are required to distribute a notice about WHCRA law to each plan participant upon enrollment and once a year, every year thereafter. But before we jump into the notice's details and distribution requirements, let's first take a look at the law. The Women's Health Cancer Rights Act provides protections for persons who elect breast reconstruction after a mastectomy, which is a surgery to remove a breast. The law states that group health plans covering mastectomy procedures must also cover certain services related to that mastectomy. There are four main parts of coverage that must be provided under the law. The first, of course, is all stages of reconstruction of the breast on which the mastectomy was performed. The second is all the surgery and reconstruction of the other breast to produce a symmetrical appearance. The third is prosthesis, which is a medical term for an artificial device that replaces a missing body part. And the fourth is treatment of physical complications of the mastectomy, including lymphedema, which is a type of swelling that can occur after a breast mastectomy and or a reconstruction. Interestingly, even though this coverage is required by what's known as the Women's Health Cancer Rights Act, mastectomy benefits do not have to be cancer-related, and the benefits apply to both women and to men. Now let's talk briefly about what the WHCRA law does not do, because it's important to highlight this while we're on the topic. Firstly, it does not mandate minimum hospital lengths of stay in connection with breast mastectomy or breast reconstruction procedures. It simply promises those four parts of coverage we just went over. WHCRA law also does not require coverage for preventive services related to the detection of cancer. We, of course, know, however, that the Affordable Care Act mandates that small group employer plans cover certain preventive services, such as breast cancer mammography screenings, for women 40 years of age and over. But again, that does not come from WHCRA, the Women's Health Cancer Rights Act, but that part comes from the Affordable Care Act. As I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, employers sponsoring group health plans must provide notices to plan participants which are employees and COBRA beneficiaries about the details of the Women's Health Cancer Rights Act law and all the related benefits provided by the plan and their associated costs. The notice must state that for an individual receiving mastectomy-related benefits, coverage will be provided for treatments as outlined by the law. The notice must describe the four categories of coverage and how to obtain a detailed description of mastectomy benefits under the plan. Again, the four parts of coverage are all stages of reconstruction and surgery to achieve symmetry between the breasts, prosthesis, and complications resulting from a mastectomy, including lymphedema. 
The detailed description of the mastectomy benefits provided by the plan are usually found in the health plan's evidence of coverage, known as an EOC, which is usually contained in the plan's ERISA SPD, which is created by the employer. Uh, the notice, well, the first notice anyway, must also describe related deductibles and coinsurance amounts related to the mastectomy. The first notice details everything we just went over. This first notice must be given to plan participants, that is, employees, upon enrollment into their plan. The second notice is a lot less labor-intensive for the employer to create. It's an abridged version of the initial notice, which directs the reader to call the plan administrator for more information on the breast mastectomy and reconstruction benefits provided by the plan under the law. It does not need to have specific coinsurance and deductibles listed, and also does not need to contain a detailed description of the benefits provided by the plan. Model WHCRA notices are provided by the Department of Labor, which makes complying with this somewhat easier for employers. Theoretically, all the employer has to do is copy and paste the model language, update it with applicable employer information on benefits, add contact information, and then distribute it to employees, either directly in a standalone notice or in an ERISA wrap. Non-compliance penalties for WHCRA notices come from ERISA law. The penalty is $110 per day per individual, and these penalties are excise taxes, like almost all other non-compliance penalties. That means the employer has to write the check and cannot write the expense off as a business expense. Distribution of this notice must be consistent with ERISA guidelines. Essentially, the employer must distribute in a method that ensures actual receipt by the plan participants. The Department of Labor approves first, second, and third class mail, hand delivery, and electronic delivery. This notice may also be included in a plan's ERISA wrap document, which I just mentioned, and that contains again all the plan's SPD information, employer notices, and more. Stay tuned to this podcast for more information on other employer notification requirements, ERISA wrap contents, compliance tips, and more. We really appreciate you listening to our podcast and for breaking it down with Warden Brown. Until next time.